We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Power Grid, of course, brought to you by the good people over at Football Guys and RotoGrinders.com. We're going to be with you, setting you up for another week of daily fantasy football. Three-man booth today. We got Devin Knotts and Mr. John Hippopick Lee. From Football Guys, I'm Dan Bach. You can find all of our content, of course, at RotoGrinders for me and John and Devin over there at Football Guys. And certainly, if you're watching this video, on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Leave us a nice comment. We certainly appreciate that. And if it's the podcast feed, uh, also leave us a review on those podcasts, whether it's the Audible or the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Football feed. Fellas, it's another week, and uh, we've got uh, COVID still uh, still out there. I am fairly convinced, Mister Scientist here, John, and not to get all you know political or or you know. Whatever. I don't want to get in trouble with the viewers here, but am I wrong to say that I feel like everybody's going to get this strain of COVID that is going out, going around right now? Like, I'm looking at the fact that it feels like 90% of the NFL has gotten it. I, I don't know how everybody doesn't get it, because clearly being vaccinated doesn't mean you're not going to get this Omicron strain so uh that's my my opening take here we're all gonna get it <laughs> and the warning label on youtube has just arrived that we're talking about it that we don't actually that's know true anything that's... about it yeah. <laughs> but john, uh, john go ahead john's a scientist, john's a scientist. it's all yeah. good yeah uh for i don't know who who may or may not know but i i do have a phd in microbiology immunology so i know a little bit about this stuff um is everybody going to get it? I, I think it's really contingent on your lifestyle and, and how protective you're being. Um, do I think that this Omicron is less dangerous? Probably, if you are at some level vaccinated. Um, All I want to know is, the Ra- are the Ravens going to be able to feel the team this week? Because they have like this eight guys on defense. You know, if, you, if you've got right. questions about Omicron, um, you know, send, me, send me an email. My, my, my uh, email's on the website. There we go. Okay, sorry to get us off track in the first uh, twenty seconds of this show, but uh, it's just crazy because every it's 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 a way bigger deal this year than it ever was last year, and um, it's it's going to be like this for the next few weeks, and uh, we're already seeing it with guys who 
you know, I mean, heck, there was games that we were talking about last week. And I feel bad because I was touting Duke Johnson, Duke Johnson, Duke Johnson. And then Miles Gaskin played and I didn't play Duke Johnson. So um, I don't know. We'll try and get it right this week. Uh, John, give us the lay of the land. What do we got, you know, as of this Thursday night in terms of uh, the games that we want to focus on and, you know, maybe if there's, uh, you know, any games that could be in jeopardy. I, I don't know. I, I don't think we're going to lose any games this week, personally. Yeah, we're not seeing the the level, you know, the, the NFL obviously changed some of their their screening guidelines last week. And I think that's helped with some of the incidents this week. Um, we, you know, obviously we're going to talk as we go through positions, the the folks who are in danger or not playing due to covid but, but largely, I, I, I do believe we're going to see, I think it's an 11-game slate, if I'm not mistaken, as opposed to a nine, what ended up last week. Um, in terms of Vegas this week, it's, it's uh, you know, always a little bit interesting. Not a lot of scoring this week. No. Um, the, the highest implied team total on the main slate board is uh, LA Chargers, and they're going up against Houston's terrible defense. They're 10-point favorites. And so you would say, wow, we really like Austin Eckler this week, but Austin Eckler has come down with COVID. And so Justin Jackson, who I think is 4,200, is going to be somebody who I think everybody's going to have in cash games for sure. We'll talk about the strategy and the approach you should take in tournaments here in just a bit. But uh, the Chargers are at the top of the slate, and after that, it, it drops off a little bit. You've got Tampa Bay on the road and the Rams on the road against Minnesota. Um, both of them are around 26 points. Um, one of them is a 10-point favorite. That's Tampa Bay. And, oh, by the way, they're missing somebody in the form of Leonard Fournette. Normally we like those, those big favorites when uh, they have a running back. Um, so you're going to be running it out in the second half. And now you've got Ronald Jones. So uh, one of the themes you're going to see here shortly is that we've got some cheap running backs this week. And I think that creates an interesting game strategy perspective for tournaments that we can talk about when we get there. After that, I'm looking at the Vegas value chart. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven home favorites um, after that. And um, I suspect for tournaments, you're going to need one of these teams to perform above what Vegas is projecting. And, you know, just for the, the sake of discussion, you've got Kansas City, Philadelphia, Seattle, Atlanta against Detroit, which is interesting, uh, Cincinnati, Minnesota, and New England. So uh, New England and, and Buffalo is an interesting game from my perspective. You've got two purportedly good defenses, but also some decent offenses there. Um, you know, I, I think I use the word interesting a lot when I talk about Vegas, but this is a week where uh, a combination of understanding that um, the most popular game on the board, that being the Rams in Minnesota, may not be the one that's going to win you the the uh, the GPPs this week, simply because there's a lot of game strategy involved in roster construction and how you approach uh, GPPs. Yeah, I mean, Devin, I think we talked a little bit before the show that this is setting up to be a, a pretty chalky week. You know, I think there's going to be obvious value. Then when you have such obvious value, that's going to filter us to, you know, roster the the studs that, you know, give us 25 fantasy points every single week, like Cooper Cup does. So, um, you know, it's kind of all works together here in that in that front. So I, I think in cash games, you might even see some duplication. But we also know that things can change right up until roster lock. And like one game in particular, 
is this Kansas City game where uh, at last look, the Chiefs were eight-point favorites in this game. And for me, I don't know. What do you think about this? Like, do the should the Chiefs be an eight-point favorite if Kelsey and Hill don't play in this game? Because I don't think they should be. And maybe what we're hearing from this is that at least the odds makers think that those guys are probably going to play. Yeah, but has anyone come back in the same week? It seems like people are eligible, but I don't know if they actually have. John, you may know it better than I have. Like they've changed the rules, but I don't think anyone who was diagnosed last week came back and played in the same week or were taken off the list. So I, I think Pittsburgh's run defense is bad enough that um, they could run the ball 30, 40 times and, and get away with it. I think that Patrick Mahomes is good enough and Pittsburgh's offense is bad enough. So I don't know. I, I tend to think that you think it's a little high with those guys I, out. I'd probably have it at seven, but we're splitting hairs here. Okay. It's, it's still Kansas city. I mean, their defense has been really good as of late. Is it at Kansas city? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that, I mean, Arrowhead's one of the best, best stadiums in the in football. So yeah, it's probably about right. Maybe, maybe six and a half, seven is where I would have it, but. Well, we'll see. We'll, yeah, you could and, be right and, though. I mean, and it it could be like a hedging situation. Maybe if those guys play, it goes to like nine or or ten, and if yeah. they sit, it'll it'll drop a point or two. I, I, mean, I don't they, know. If they were playing, it's probably eleven and a half, twelve. Pittsburgh's okay. really bad. But, uh, true. I mean, and again, this is about DFS, not betting. But I just think yeah. that's the point that we're looking at, though. Is I think that especially after last week, where the lines yo-yoed back and forth like we've never seen before. Uh, I I think they're trying to get ahead of it because that's a tough spot for them to be in. I mean, they uh, don't they don't know what they're doing either. Yeah. There's no precedent yeah. for this. There's no model that can explain what we're doing here with with COVID and the, the history behind it. We're all trying to figure it out together. And I think there was a huge middle in the Browns game that you could have very easily hit. So anyway, quarterbacks, our quarterbacks. Let's go there. And uh, you know, this is a position. I think there's a couple. You know. Uh, you know, obviously there is some COVID that's going around at this position, but, um, you know, the Saints aren't on the slate, so we don't have to uh, worry about Ian Book. I know you were looking forward to that. You get to do that in showdown. Um, but uh, what are you looking at at this position? Because I think there's, uh, there's a number of ways. We got, you know, potentially three or four guys that I think could fall at like 10% ownership or higher. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be really interesting this week because there. I actually think for how, like, bad this slate is, and we just spent nine minutes talking about it, that – there's a lot of options at quarterback this week. And I, I think that that's really where it's going to be won or lost. So at in cash, I think there's a couple guys that you could probably think about. And the, I, I know that there's going to be a certain quarterback that I'm sure John is going to talk about. That's probably popular facing the giants. Um, but I'm going to start with either. I'm going to start with Matthew Stafford. I think that this game has sneaky shootout potential going up against Minnesota. Minnesota's defense isn't great, Um, but what's surprising is that the Rams' passing defense hasn't been great either. They've allowed three of their last seven opponents to throw for 300 yards. I think that this could be the back-and-forth game of the week. Um, It's in Minnesota, so you don't have to worry about the the weather, which should should help both of these offenses. I'm starting with Matthew Stafford. If there's another guy that I was looking at, it would be Justin Herbert. The only thing that I worry about there is going at playing at Houston. They have some COVID issues with Austin Eckler. 
do they need to throw the ball as much as Matthew Stafford might? So is Herbert going to throw for 300 plus? I would worry about that a little bit. If he loses one of these receivers, like it could just spiral a little bit, but I'm starting with those guys. I know that Jalen Hurts is going to be popular. I'm not doing it in cash. I think that it's too risky. Um, You're relying too much on a running quarterback, and he doesn't produce enough um, with his arm. John, any anything here? I mean, you 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 mentioned both of the guys that I'm looking at in cash, and that's Justin Herbert, 7200. It's uh, you know, it's a week where there's a lot of value that's opened up, and we'll talk about the value as we get through the show. Um, <clears throat> I think you can spend 7,200 at quarterback this week and not feel bad about the, the players you're selecting thereafter to the point that you made around whether or not, um, Herbert's got the, I guess the floor probably for cash games. We can talk about the upside in a minute, but, uh, the floor, you know, there were, I'm looking at his game logs here and over the past three weeks, he's blown out two teams by 20 ish points. And in both of those weeks, he's thrown for three touchdowns. One of them for 300 yards, the other for 280. So, Fair. you know, I think I think he's got the upside. It's a team that likes to throw the ball a lot, and with Austin Eckler out, um, you know, maybe they just resort to to throwing. So um, he's a guy I like. And then the other guy I do like that you you've already referenced is Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, he's he's played some really good football of late. They're running the ball quite a bit or he's running the ball quite a bit, I should say, trying to pull the uh, the game logs up on the fly here. But um, in the games that he started, he scored two touchdowns on the ground last week, um, eight carries before that, eight carries before that, 18 before that, 14 before that, 10. So he's getting a lot of action on the ground. He's 6,400 this week on DraftKings going up against the Giants at home. Um, in a game they absolutely uh, need to win for playoff contention. So there's a lot of motivation. We're entering that time of the season uh, where these things become more and more important. So um, I think those are the ways that I'm considering going for cash. I think for GPPs, we can we can talk about a different direction. And I, I'll even say for tournament play, I might be fading Herbert, depending on how popular he gets I you know and and kind of in line with what you were talking about Devin I don't want to speak out of both sides of my mouth but when we start talking about uh, tournaments that's where ownership and popularity really comes into play in game strategy and I think that uh, because of the value that's going to open up this week there may be a a reason to think about fading Herbert Um, we you know we can talk about some of the other quarterbacks I don't know if there's anybody that's the top of your radar yeah, well, I, I think I agree with you for tournaments too. And I think part of that really depends on how much you are a believer in this like running back chalk that we're going to get to the, the Ronald Jones, the Justin Jackson, those type of guys. Because if you're a big believer in that, I think you definitely want to look somewhere else in, at quarterback. And I think you look at some of these percentages, John. I mean, you mentioned, and I'm surprised you didn't bring it up already because you seemingly used to talk about him all the time but you know Matt Ryan right now is in a game at home against Detroit with a 24 team total and if there's ever a spot for him to kind of finally have a Matt Ryan-esque game this feels like it and we're at like sub two percent right now uh early in the week and I think there's a lot of guys that kind of fall into that bucket whether it's a Cousins maybe even a Russell Wilson against Chicago um, I think that all these guys are going to be really, really overlooked this week. And 
I think they're, you know, something like that could could likely spike in in a lot of these tournaments and, and be the key to winning. Joe Joe, Joe Burrow is the guy I'm looking at at, at around three three and a half to four percent rostered. Baltimore has twelve defensive players on their roster right now total. They're they're missing they're they're missing six defensive backs. They're missing their top three defensive backs. It, we've seen Tyler Huntley not be completely terrible. Um, Joe Mixon's questionable, so like, is he a hundred percent healthy? He's going to play, but is he a hundred percent healthy? I think that this game, it, Burrow Burrow could take advantage of this secondary. I understand that they could run it and they could just have a lead the entire time, but you're you're that's factored into the 3% roster, right? I could make the case that Matt Ryan has thrown for under 200 yards in five of his last seven games. That's factored into the ownership. It's, it's all, it's well, all factored in, right? One of the few props that are out is Joe Burrow. What would you take a, a guess that his uh, passing yards are sitting at? 255 and a half. 269 and a half. It's actually pretty high. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, for a 3% rostered quarterback that tells you he has yeah. a chance to go over 300. So I, I like that one quite a bit. Yeah, I don't I I, I like it too. I think it's uh it's a decent call. It's not it's not one I had in my list, but uh Tyler Boyd is one of the guys that I was going to talk about it at the um, wide receiver position for GPPs. And anybody who's watched the show long enough knows that a lot of my quarterback um, exposure is driven by how much I like wide receivers. So from that end. Um, Tyler Boyd is going to drive me towards Joe Burrow. Um, I like the call. Uh, the quarterbacks on my tournament list this week. I mean, I get we've got a couple de- decent defenses, but are, are we just – is Vegas off on this New England-Buffalo game? Could this be a high-scoring shootout? I mean, we've got we've got a quarterback in, in Josh Allen. Uh, that's the guy I want to talk about. Um, you, you've got Stefan Diggs, uh, Cole Beasley, um, COVID big surprise there, right? Um, Gabriel Davis, who served me well in cash games last week. I think I talked about him on the show and then Isaiah McKenzie is going to be 3000 Dawson Knox continues to, to do Dawson Knox things underrated, um, outside of Stefan Diggs, there's a lot of, uh, value there in terms of uh, the likelihood to, to reach GPP value versus their implied ownership. So I think Josh Allen, not think, he is. He's popping for me t- tonight on Thursday night. We'll see what happens uh, going into Saturday. But he's a guy I like uh, this week. And I, th- I could see that game going back and forth. I could also see it being, to be fair, I could also see it going the opposite way. Uh, but I think that the, the delta there is pretty large. Um, another game that uh, I got two other quarterbacks on my list and they're both going to be controversial. That little smile just has me, has, has me knowing what's coming or something ridiculous, but go ahead. Both of them are, are potentially ridiculous. One has already been mentioned. um, And if not mentioned, maybe, maybe mentioned before the show, Tyler Lawrence against the jets at 5,000. All the receivers. No, all the receivers come next. Okay. All right, they've, come up, they've come up hot like every weekend. Dude, they, did you see what happened against Houston last week? Like, no. We're don't talking do tournaments it. here. We're talking. I don't tournaments. do it. You could get like Kirk Cousins at the same like level. He's, like he's not cheap. Don't enough. do it. Like yeah, if he's, he's five thousand like dollars, maybe. And I'm actually I'm actually more worried about my next selection. Than... It's Drew. It's Drew Lock, isn't it? No, it's not. 
Okay. Um, it's Ben Roethlisberger at fifty five hundred. If if the Kansas City oh. Chiefs, if the Kansas City Chiefs do their thing, you know, the thing about if you watch the Steelers, I, I was hoping that that Ryan would be on the show tonight because I really wanted to ask him this. The Steelers typically play down to their opponent. When they play a big opponent, and I'm I'm generalizing here, but when they play a big opponent, they they show up. And I wonder whether or not this is one of those games where Big Ben, you know, they they fall behind. He throws for 300 yards. Um, you've got Chase Claypool, who nobody wants to play because of what he did a few weeks ago. Uh, Deontay Johnson. You got Ray Ray McLeod. Nobody wants to play these guys. And I kind of think that they're going to be sneaky in tournament formats. And I think that there's a stack that you could do here with, you know, we'll see what happens because right now Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey are both in, in uh, COVID protocol. I mean, Byron Pringle has been playing a lot of snaps. He's not done a whole lot with those, but uh, you know, if, if they're out, then he's going to have to do something. And maybe to Devin's point, I think he said it earlier, there might be a running back play here. Um, if they're 11 point favorites or whatever, 11, seven and a half, depending on where you go, it's, it's, it's actually pretty widespread. Um, Ben Roethlisberger, maybe he wins us a tournament on the, on his way out because, you know, he's only got three games left. Maybe there's some motivation there to, to put a stamp on some things. I'm more okay with Roethlisberger than I am Trevor Lawrence, or as you said, Tyler Lawrence, but that's, that's a whole nother thing. Tyler. Oh yeah. Tyler. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Let's move on to running back. And, uh, you know, John, you kind of alluded to it already about, you know, the injuries that we have, Ronald Jones going to be the the lead ball carrier for a team with the highest total out there, but he's, you know, 5,100 there on DraftKings. And then Justin Jackson as well, likely toting the rock for uh, the Chargers, but definitely obviously follow the news uh, in case Eckler does return. And those guys right now, 27, 23, we're expecting to be rostered percentage wise. And then we throw Anthony uh, Alexander Madison in there. Now he's juiced up a little bit and we've got him at 25%. I don't know if he's going to hit that level, but he's been pretty good this season in these games where Dalvin cook has been out. And of course, cook hit the COVID list today. So uh, pretty certain he's not going to play. Uh, how do you rank? Madison's going to be like 75% rostered on FanDuel because he's 5,500. Okay. That's a stone cold lock. So um, how do you kind of rank these guys? And then let's throw James Robinson into the mix too, against the jets who literally everyone, even Duke Johnson can run well against the New York jets. Uh, How do you rank these guys in terms of like your, your favorite play? Um, Yeah. And we got to kind of look at salary in this discussion too. Uh, Robinson, 59, Jackson, 4.2, Ronald Jones, 5.1. For me, it's Jackson, Jones, J-Rob in that order. Um, And I think that's consistent for both cash and GPPs based on what I'm seeing on ownership as of today. That could change going into the weekend, but um, I I guess I probably should point out um, Justin Jackson is above and beyond the other two. The other two are pretty close. Justin Jackson is pretty high at 4,200. I am taking James Robinson first. I I am too. I want every running back who's facing the Jets, but I'm also playing uh, Justin Jackson as well at 4.2. I think that that's too good of a price. And then the third question is, do you play Ronald Jones? And I, I think the answer is probably yes in cash, and you just play all three of those guys, and 
and you move on. Now, should you play those in GPPs? I I don't think you probably should. I think one, if not two of those guys are going to bust, but the Jets have allowed 25 rushing or 25 touchdowns to running backs this year. It's just completely absurd. They're allowing 35, 35 DraftKings points per game to the position. It's just absolutely nuts how how bad they've been against the running back position. So they're they're due to show up is what you're saying. And therefore they Trevor, showed up Trevor Lawrence could be an excellent GPP value. No. Robinson, I, I mean, he had six targets last week, 18 carries in a negative game script know, uh, against he, Houston. He's he's the total smash. I'm with you, Devin. I think he's He's number one. I, I think I like him better than than even Justin Jackson in, in this game because Jackson's great. Like, he's fine. Salary's great. But it could easily just be a situation where uh, it's it's Keenan Allen and it's Mike Davis, and, you know, they, they do it through the passing game. So I, the Jags have no passing game, John. They have nothing. Trevor Lawrence is spiking balls in front of receivers. He just looks completely out of sync. I, I agree, guys. I, I've see, I've watched him play. He does not look good, <laughs> but, but the price reflects it, and it's the Jets. He's not cheap. So, yeah. I mean, last week Tyler Huntley won the the Millionaire Maker. Would Would any of you got on record saying Tyler Huntley was going to win the Millionaire Maker? Or, or are, anything's possible. You could run yeah. for three touch. You could All run right, for well, three touchdowns. About, we're talking about GPPs, not cash games. Okay, let's we're on running backs. Okay, let's yeah, let's let's talk GPP here. So, okay, of those guys, you're, are you telling me Jackson's the one? Like, who's your biggest fade out of those three in GPPs? It depends on where they end up in term in terms of ownership. Where does uh, Rotor? I think they'll all at? be like twenty. Let's say they're all like twenty five to thirty because I think they're. I think you nailed the cash game build. You play those three, yeah. so I think they're also going to kind of translate into GPPs because people are going to at least play one of the three in most of their lineup. So I'd say like 30 plus percent on all of them potentially. So if, if, you know, as, as things go, I'm looking right now, I've got them all somewhere between 22 and 25%. And uh, Justin Jackson is the guy that my model saying I should have 72.8% Justin Jackson exposure um, in terms of my, you know, I do 150 lineups, so what, what, I don't know what the math is there. 120 of them will have Justin Jackson as of Thursday night. The other two are hovering somewhere around 40% based on the, the numbers that we've quoted so far. Devin, what about you? Who's your who's your plant? Or putting your, I, I'm you know, probably fading Ron, Ronald Jones um, just because could they involve Keyshawn Vaughn? Could they involve... Um, they're not going to involve Le'Veon Bell, but you know, could could they involve some of these other receivers? Where I don't know if Rob Gronkowski's playing. I think he is. He is. Yeah. He I is. Think he's so playing. yeah. So like he could cut catch two touchdowns. I think there's other ways for Tampa to move the ball. Justin Jackson's just really cheap, and I want to play James Robinson pretty much everywhere. And the um, question, the question is, Tampa Bay. There's another player on this team that's going to be extremely highly popular, and that's Antonio Brown. Yeah. Yeah. And do you want to, I mean, you can spend 10,000 because I think that's what they add up to on DraftKings. Um, You can do that, but then you're kind of locked into the Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Ronald Jones stack, which isn't bad, but it's, 
it's going to be super popular. It might be the biggest, the most popular. This is what I was talking about, the Vegas value. You know, when we were talking about um, opening up the show with the Vegas value chart, there are builds this week that are going to drive you in a certain direction. If you have Tom Brady and you have Ronald Jones and you have Antonio Brown, you're almost assuredly then going to go towards Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cup. Yeah. And, you know, you're, because you, you spend down, you spend down, you spend down, you're going to look for somewhere to spend up. And it's going to be a really difficult time differentiating your roster based on that build. So, you know, I would caution our listeners, our viewers to really think about that, especially when we're talking about large filled GPPs, you know, maybe you can get away with it in a single, you know, single lineup entry, but just be careful. I think that's a very good point there, John. Um, Other guys that we've got at this position, because we can get different. We can get a little crazy here. Um, Devin, give me some names that you're looking at. Yeah, I think David Montgomery's interesting. So he's caught 19 passes over his last three games, really involved in the the passing game, which sort of what you're looking for with David Montgomery. He's not like the best running back. He's not going to run for 140 yards. He's, he's gonna, you're hoping for two touchdowns or, you know, six, seven receptions. I think Chicago fights a little bit in this game. Seattle, Seattle doesn't look like they're all that motivated. They, they sort of had a last stand last week against the Rams. Their season's over. It hasn't gone nearly the way that they had hoped. Um, They're all sorts of banged up on their defensive defensive front as well. So I, I think David Montgomery is interesting. I think Cordero Patterson going up against this Detroit Lions defense, they can't stop anybody against the run. They're similar to the the Jets in that manner. Um, Patterson historically has gone a little underlooked um, for most of this season. So I do think that he's a way to differentiate, differ, differentiate your lineups at 6,700. And then I talked about it a little bit, um, Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh has allowed, uh, let me pull up the stat here, but over their last two games, they're allowing 208 yards rushing per game. They've completely fallen off ever since uh, DeAndre Swift tore them apart back in week, I think, 10. So Clyde edwards Lair could be a guy that is interesting this week, knowing that there might not be a Tyree Kill, knowing that there might not be a Travis Kelsey, are they really going to be able to move the ball through the air with Mecole Hardman and Byron Pringle and um, these other guys, or are they going to have to lean more on the running game um, with Pittsburgh having some COVID issues on the defensive side of the ball as well? Interesting. Um, One name to bring up. um, I think you could – Maybe look to Sony Michelle in tournaments too. He he got like eighty some percent of the snaps last week. And Minnesota, one of the worst defenses against uh, in terms of fantasy points allowed to the running backs over the last four weeks. So uh, they've really fallen off. Uh, and it certainly appears that uh, it looks like you're going to see Sony Michelle necessarily uh, carry some of that load. So uh, nobody's probably going to play him because they're thinking Henderson might get more run, but I was pretty impressed with uh, the workload that he got in that game. John, give me a name or two before I move on to the wide receivers. For tournaments, I'll give you one name. Devin Singletary uh, for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, The last two weeks, 82%, 93% of the snaps. Not very often you get that kind of, uh, uh, I guess, snap count or snap share, team market share um, in, in the NFL in 2021, nearly 2022. And um, he's at a price at 5,100 
that I think he's a sneaky um, play this week. I, I don't know where where Rotor Grinders has him, but I'm looking at my at, you know my preliminary numbers here, and I've got uh, I, I want to say four percent. What do you have him at? Well, four. Four percent. He's a heck of a play if he stays there. Um, he should be closer to somewhere between twelve and fifteen percent. If he stays below any of those numbers, then you need to go overweight on him this week in a matchup that I've already talked about. I think that game is intriguing. I think it could it could play higher than what Vegas thinks. Any interest in mix in there, Devin? I know you mentioned Baltimore's defense being banged up. You like Burrow. Um, probably not playing him with Burrow, but I guess you could go uh, Cincinnati onslaught. But uh, in terms of like big name players, because here's the deal, like, these names that we're talking about are trash. Ronald Jones, Justin Jackson, James Robinson, David Montgomery. These aren't the guys that were, you know, used to be able to play and have, you know, expectations that we're going to get, you know, big games. Joe Mixon's a guy who we've seen a lot this year uh, be on winning tournament lineups. Uh, any interest in him this week at 69? Because there's value to be had. Like you say, you could play two of those guys and still have be able to fit him in. I think, it, I think it depends. So we really need to see what happens with this Baltimore defense. They've been a top five run defense really over the last, for most of the season. Um, and, you know, they shut down Nick Chubb twice, two weeks in a row. They shut down Aaron Jones last week. They shut down Najee Harris a couple weeks ago. Um, so it's, it's still TBD. If, if guys like Calais Campbell are out or other, other defensive linemen, are out for Baltimore, then yeah, I have some interest. But right now with Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, Jimmy Smith all out, Baltimore even before that was allowing the most passing yards per game at, that may have changed since last week. But heading into last week, they were. Um, I'm looking it up right now. They're second in the NFL in terms of passing yards allowed only to Seattle. So banged up secondary um, or COVID secondary, I I'm, I'm targeting primarily the passing game this week. All right. Let's uh, talk about those wide receivers. Before we get to the obvious Cooper Cup, Devin, I'm going to stay on that. How do you rank the Cincinnati wide receivers? Because uh, that's, you know, the, the toughest question week in and week out with this team. Who is the one that's going to go off? Um, how do you choose, really, between Chase, Higgins, and Boyd here? Do they make a three-sided coin? <laughs> um I, you know, I, I think like most things, it's going to come down to ownership and price. So if I look at ownership, it looks like Jamar Chase is going to be the most popular, followed by T. Higgins and then followed by Tyler Boyd, which is somewhat surprising considering when was the last time Jamar Chase had a had a great game. It's been, I guess he had one a couple weeks ago, but... Um, but he did nothing last week, literally. Yeah, he did nothing. He, he did nothing. But I'm looking. He's gonna go off. This is a classic. This is a yeah. I think draft this is Kings, a Jamar. like yeah, like this is classic. Coming off of one fantasy point, and he's juiced up now to what seventy one hundred. His salary did not fall at all from last week. Um, Chase is gonna have a good game here. That's what I think. Yeah, I don't know that I'm paying for Tyler Boyd. Um, coming off of his five for 96 and one, it feels, I know John's gonna, I know he loves Tyler Boyd week in and week out. So I'm going to avoid that, but 
<laughs> Tyler Boyd is the third option in this offense. Yeah. I think Higgins is the most consistent player, even though he's had, you know, he struggled the last couple of weeks. I think Chase is the guy that has 140 yards and two touchdown potential. Yeah. That's he, the guy. He's a tournament winner. You're right. Yeah. Boyd ain't winning you a tournament. I agree. Um, John, you seem to have interest in Cooper Cup like the rest of the world here. So give us your thoughts on how we approach him because, you know, real quick for cash games, it's Cooper Cup. It's Antonio Brown. Those are the two guys that you're playing. And then we can talk about third options here in just a moment. But I want to make that very clear. Those two guys are borderline locks. I think Antonio Brown's probably the best play on this slate um, with everything that's that's happened. And the fact How did they screw up his pricing so bad? I, I don't know. It was a, it's a suspension. They should know where, yeah. when he's coming back. Like, it shouldn't be that hard, guys. He, and he I'm, I'm going off of 7,100. Like, I'm like the pricing police. And, like, and last Chris Godwin... Chris Godwin was, you know, measurably hurt. We knew that he probably yeah. wasn't coming back. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. So um, those two guys, I'm sure we're in agreement. Um, so talk about them and also your thoughts on tournaments. Cause I know you said you got, uh, you know, some just talking points about Cooper cup you want to get to. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Antonio Brown to me is the second best player on the board, Dan. Um, the, the best we've already talked about that's Justin Jackson, but um, I'm not going to split hairs over that. I think he, he's a great play this week, especially if he stays where I'm seeing him projected right now, somewhere between 15 and 20%. I suspect oh, it's a lot higher than that, right? Yeah, yeah, um, way high. But, uh, but yeah, Cooper Cup in cash games, lock him in. Uh, you've, got, you've got the money because you're saving a bunch of it at the running back position. You've already heard Devin talk about how cheap Alexander Madison is over there on on FanDuel, so you're playing cash games there. You can do the same thing, um, you know, get away from whoever whoever the difference is between those two sites. Um, those are the two guys in cash game. The other two guys I have on my cash game list, uh, I won't talk about them. I'll just reference their name because I think the more interesting thing here is to talk about game strategy with respect to Cooper Cup. Uh, cash game, uh, Cooper Cup, 9,100. Uh, if you have the money, I like Justin Jefferson at 8,100. I don't know that you can get there, but if you can, um, with the questions you know happening at the running back position um, in a game that is the highest uh, total on the Vegas board, I like that. And then monitor what happens at practice on Friday. That's tomorrow. We're recording this on Thursday night as always. But if DJ Moore is inactive, Robbie Anderson, I think, gets a, a big uptick at 4,900. Because, um, you know, the, the next receiver in line there is Brandon Zilstra, who um, I believe most of us probably don't know much about. Uh, I think he's, he's a, a lock at 4,900 if, if um, we don't get any action from DJ Moore on, um, on Friday, tomorrow at practice. The question, guys, is what, what are we going to do with Cooper Cup in tournaments? Um, he's... 9,100. I've got him as of tonight at about 17% likely to reach GPP value. Now, um, anybody who's been follow, following uh, football guys long enough, they know what H value is. And H value, basically, it's a weighted uh, value for cash games and GPPs that gives more weight to a player who's got um, a higher salary because you, you're just getting more bang for the buck, if you will. That said, I could see Cooper, Gu Cooper Cup getting up to, excuse me, 
40 plus percent. Is that off base? Do you guys think that that's off base this week? No, I think FanDuel gets over 50 with all the value that they have. And there's a lot on fan on DraftKings too. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Antonio, if Antonio Brown was there, so obvious at 4,900, um, maybe yeah. not, but yeah, I'm with you. I think 40% easily. If, if in he the range gets 40%, I, I'm going to, I'm going to hate myself for doing it, but I'm likely going to go 10% and I may X him out of my GPP lineups. Um, simply because, I mean, that team is a good team. They've got a lot of talent. They, you know, they've got a multiple running backs. You've got, you've got, uh, you know, Tyler Higby at tight end. You've got, uh, Van Jefferson, who's, who's made some big plays, Odell Beckham, any of those guys, if they score two or three touchdowns, the implied team total for this team is 28. It's not like it's 42. There's only four touchdowns to go around if you believe Vegas. And this guy's 9,100, 40, maybe even 50% rostered. The right move, whether or not it works out, is to fade him if he gets that high. The problem is Minnesota this season, most fantasy points allowed to wide receivers and Cooper Cup is having by far the best wide receiver season out there. It's a tough, tough, tough fade. Um, Would you – okay, so – I mean, not everybody's playing 150. So let's do it in this fashion because a lot more people who are watching and listening will play single entry or three entry max. Does that apply to that as well, John? Are you um, more apt to fade him in three, say, 150 lineups or, or or $150 lineups or, you know, the, the three entry max $5 or um, – in single entry, do you just try to to, to win somewhere else? Well, what's your feeling there? Are you more likely to fade it there? It, it likely depends on how big the field is. First off, if it's above twenty, it's a big one. You know, one of the yeah. one of the bigger single entry or three if, entry max. If it's above twenty k entries, I'm fading him. Period. Okay. Um, if it's if it's less than that, then maybe I'll go like one entry with with cup just to kind of cover my butt. If it's a, you know a three entry, I'll take one of them. Yeah. But I, I really believe from a game strategy perspective this week, and I said this last week, it ended up not mattering, but I, but I really believe that it, the right move is to probably fade him as much as it's going to hurt. And I love this guy. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL. But, you know, my, my, uh, my head, uh, thankfully, does not, uh, you know, dictate what my heart does. Well, my head's going to explode here in a second. <laughs> look, All right, go ahead. Look. Um, my, my problem is like, where else are you going to go? Who else has the upside that Cooper cup does? There's not a running back over seven K that I want to play. There's only one that's actually active and Najee Harris is don't even get me started, but, um, like, yeah, you could go Justin Jefferson. You could go like, there's not these top, top end guys that you could pivot off to. And that's my biggest problem is like, is your model taking into consideration that this could just be a lower scoring week and cup just dominates everyone? I, I think you can get different by fading those running backs that we talked about. I think you get different at the quarterback position. I think you can get different at other positions that I would rather do than fade a guy who seemingly is scoring 30 plus DraftKings points almost every week. Look, I, I'm, I, I'm going to disagree with you from a game strategy perspective, but from a 16 weeks in a row, he's done it. Yeah. It's hard for me to say you're wrong. Um, 
I just so, you know, so you're looking at it as a on a percent basis on the twenty percent off chance that he doesn't have a great game. Where I'm looking at it like if I'm giving someone advice, it if you're okay with losing because of Cooper Cup and you don't want your Christmas ruined, fine. <laughs> but on the chance that he does have a bad game, you're in a very, very, very good position. And that's My, where you But it's have, also like John, you can also though get get cute and play your Ben Roethlisberger who nobody else is going to play with Deontay Johnson and play Cooper cup and still be super unique. And, and I think that's where if you're fading Cooper cup, like it, some of that's got to be dependent upon like what else you're playing. Dan, you're hundred percent right. And then, and everybody should have hopefully rewind that. If you didn't hear that, that's exactly what people should be doing. Um, if, if you want to play Cooper cup, then the rest of your lineup needs to be very unique because otherwise it's going to be really difficult to finish in the top 10%. And if you're playing in a GPP, that's where you want to be. But, you know, I, I want to make sure that I go on record here that I always, um, always play what I talk about on this show. And, um, as of tonight, I will be under weight on Cooper cup on Sunday. And if that changes, um, I'm actually, I'm actually writing an article this week, so I, I want to make a plug there that um, on football guys this week, um, our friend Phil's had some family issues, and I'm going to uh, take over and try to to fill his shoes. And um, so, if you read DKK Domination this week, um, that will be um, what what is it called? Pen authored, authored. What's the? Um, I don't know. Penned or authored probably works in terms uh, of. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll yeah. I'll be the one writing that, so you'll see okay. you'll see where I land um, Friday or Saturday on that front. All right, let's get some more guys here that uh, that we can consider, and let's first talk about Tyreek Hill, Devin. If he doesn't play, what are we doing here? Is there any receiver that we can look at on the KC side of things? Um, that you think some of that those targets are going to get funneled to yeah it, it's 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 a really good question so I mean the, the two contenders are Michael Hardman and Byron Pringle I tend to lean Hardman I don't really have like a strong lean to it but at 3500 we've seen Hardman do it more I feel like I feel like Pringle is a doesn't I I, I feel like Man, this is not a strong take at all. <laughs> um, the coin told me that it was Hardman. No, I'm joking. But I feel like Pringle is more of just like a, a possession receiver where Hardman has the speed to break something long, but that's entirely like speculative and, and I don't have a, a strong play. I think they're both in consideration. We really don't know um, because we they're, haven't seen. They're all super cheap too, by the way, like, 8,400, and then it's 35, 33 for Harbin Pringle, Josh Gordon, 31, and then the rest, 3K here's, crappers. Here's, so, what like, tell you. I'm not, here's what I'll tell you. I'm not playing Josh Gordon. I knew you were um, going to say that. <laughs> so I'm eliminating him off the board. Um, I know he's going to get popular this week, somewhat popular. People are going to see the name. They're going to see no Tyree Kill. They're going to see no Travis Kelsey. And they're like, ooh, I remember this guy in 2013 when he was good eight years ago. Um when John still had hair, but like, no, we're not playing Josh Gordon. So it's, it's one of those two guys. Now, can I just talk about my cash game strategy real quick? So 
my cash game strategy this week really depends on Tyler Tyler Huntley. And we're, we'll get into tight, tight ends in a minute. We still have a couple of GPP names to, to throw out there. But if Huntley plays, I'm paying down at the wide receiver position, What my wide receiver three. And I'll, and I'll talk about that in a second as far as why. Um, if, if, he, if Lamar Jackson plays, I'm paying up for Justin Jefferson, and I'm paying down at the tight end position. Um, I want Mark, and, Mark Andrews if Tyler Huntley is playing. And, and we'll talk more about that at the wide receiver or tight end position. Um, other wide receivers, I think Keenan Allen is interesting. I know he's expensive at 7,700. I don't know that you can get there. You certainly can't get there in cash, but with no Austin Eckler, they're going to throw the ball quite a bit to him. I think he has 10, 11, 12 reception upside in this game. So if you're looking at who can potentially supersede Cooper cup from a possession standpoint and a total catch standpoint, I think Keenan Allen could be that guy. I know John disagrees with me, so he's going to yell at me here in a second. Um, and then Deontay Johnson. So if this game somehow shoots out, I think that he's he's interesting sort of along, along the lines of the Ben Roethlisberger take. I don't know that you have to start – you don't have to stack them. I think Johnson could be a standalone play. And then just going down the list a little bit more here – um, Hunter Renfro in a tough matchup. I know that he's been popular several weeks in a row. I think he's actually, people are going to be off of him, but he's one of the best red zone route runners that I've ever seen. And when they get down there, they're certainly targeting him. I don't think Josh Jacobs is going to have a lot of success this week. So those are three GPP names that I'm sort of looking at, John, I'll turn it to you and you can yell at me as far as why I'm wrong about Keenan Allen. Uh, I mean, Keenan Allen to me is just he, you know, at at that threshold, he's not the guy I want. I want Justin Jefferson, who I've already talked about, especially um, when I when I consider the the likelihood for him to achieve GPP value versus the relative popularity. Uh, Jefferson is a superior play. Um, Don't disagree. Yeah, um, Josh Palmer, by the way, is the guy on the on the Chargers that I like this week. Um, if you're if you're you don't like this here no why no why yeah he's not even on my radar no there's there's so many better like no-name guys to play than him he's the third option i know exactly he he's the guy he's the guy that pops in my in my model right now so take it for what it's worth um i think my uh, coin is a better model than your model (laughs) (laughs) um other other names uh these guys are all, uh, I think we, we've talked enough about cash. Uh, we talked about Cooper Cup. Keenan Allen's on my fade list. So uh, we've talked about that already. Um, 3K-ish crappers. Dan always loves his 3K crappers for GPPs. Um, for me, I've got, a, I've got a handful of them tonight. Um, Nico Collins against Chargers. We're going to run it back on some sort of stack there. I like Nico Collins this week. Byron Pringle, um, Devin's already talked about the Kansas City passing game. Not uh, well, he, by the way. Say, well, I, <laughs> I I disagree with you. By the way, uh, you you said you you kind of like Mecole. I think Mecole's got the superior athleticism, but if you look at the snap counts and the market share within that team, um, Byron Pringle has been winning out for most of the season, especially after say week three. I think they've realized that Mecole is probably repetitive to maybe what Tyreek does. And then to that point, maybe maybe that's the role that he fills this week if Tyreek doesn't play. Uh, but, but Pringle's 3,300. Um, uh, 
the the other two are going to be commensurate with what we've already talked about at quarterbacks. Um, I I do at some level. I'm not going to have like 20, percent so I'll be very clear here. We're talking eight to 10 percent. I'm going to have uh, Ray Ray McLeod and Laquan Treadwell. Um, both of them. Treadwell, Dan. Let's talk about Treadwell because we talked about him last week on the show. The guy yeah, has a, about real, a, a real uh, team market share. Let me look at this at really quickly. Treadwell, over the past five weeks, market share within the team, which admittedly has not been a lot, but they're playing the Jets. I want to keep reminding people that. 13%, 20%, 18%, 16%, and 25% um, in terms of market. A high percentage of trash is still trash. And yet we're, we're talking about um, James Robinson being a great play when he's had 13, 10, 14, and 17. And what did he do last week when they finally got rid of Urban Meyer? They ran him 18 times in a game that they were getting crushed. They're going to they're gonna run. They're going to run in that game, John. Okay. I'm telling you, don't waste your time on this passing game of the Jags. I actually think Treadwell is a fine cash play. I don't know that he has the upside he's for a GPP. Not even, though. Like, there's so many other three. I'd rather play... Hardman in that spot over him, especially Hardman. if there's no T- Tyreek. And I'd probably rather play Nico Collins over him, like you mentioned before. And what about Tyler Johnson? I mean, we we, we know that 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 Goblin's out. Evans isn't probably going to play this week. You got Antonio Brown. I mean, Tyler Johnson last week got seven targets, and this is a this is a you know a potent offense that's supposed to score the most points out of any team on this slate. Just to give Are you some you- perspective, Tyler Johnson. likely to reach GPP value on a salary. Laquan Treadwell, 22%. And that's, that's with the thought that, that Godwin and, and obviously Godwin's out, but um, that Evans is out too. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't agree. I I, I don't think Tyler Johnson is very good, but Laquan Treadwell is not good either. So I, I I mean, I'm fine with taking one of these Kansas city guys pay up a little bit more to go to Gabriel Davis for Buffalo with no Cole Beasley, I think is a fine play 4,600, maybe something like that. Um, he's, he's been seeing an uptick in targets with, he's had 15 targets over the last two games. He's caught three touchdowns in his last two games as well. So I, if, if you want to play one or two lineups with it, Treadwell, fine, but I wouldn't play him in 20%. I, I just can't think of a spot where he's going to win you a tournament. Like I just, I He's not going to catch you two touchdowns. There's no the, way. The, the the issue there, Dan, and I'm this is where we're going to agree, is if you're playing some of the guys I just talked about, uh, the three K crappers with Nico Pringle, Ray Ray, whatever, you're likely pairing them up with a really expensive receiver, and if that expensive receiver is Cooper Cup, they've got to be three percent owned because otherwise you're not getting uniqueness. I'm going to give you one guy in the middle tier you didn't talk about who I think is pretty interesting. Russell Gage has seen 12 targets in two of the last three games, um, 18 DraftKings points and three out of the last four. And he gets Detroit. Um, obviously, Ridley's still out. He's getting the market share in the past game. 24 team uh, implied team total. I think he can do worse than Russell Gage at 5,900. So there you go. He looked really good last week. Um, yeah, he's been good. Yeah. All right, right, gentlemen's agreement for tight end since Phil isn't here. We're not talking Kyle Pitts this week. You won't hear it from me. Okay. Let's go to tight ends. (laughs) Okay. Um, 
Mark Andrews, you've already mentioned it. Devin, he's the guy that you're prioritizing. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, look, if if seemingly every pass from Huntley is going the way of Mark Andrews, he's had 21 receptions over his last two weeks with Huntley as the quarterback, 100, 250 yards and three touchdowns. So he's basically Cooper Cup at the tight end position with Tyler Huntley as, as a quarterback. If if Lamar Jackson's playing, I'm not I'm not even going anywhere near Mark Andrews. But to get a player who is coming off those back to back games, um, what's his targets been? It's been thirteen and 13. eleven. He is catching a high percentage. That's the only only worry that I would have is he's catching like eighty five percent of the passes that he's seeing. But um, other than that, I. He's the clear number one guy. I think he's not. I, I don't think he's expensive enough. To be honest, it's just seven k. All right, John. Is he your cash game guy too? No, no. He's actually on my fade list. Um, Devin and I are batting butting heads tonight. Um, I, I actually like the the rationale that it's Tyler Huntley driving a lot of it. Uh, the question is whether or not he can continue to be this consistent and. You know, efficient is probably the better word, as, as Devin's talked about. 23 targets, he's caught 21 of those. And of those 21, 13% of them have been touchdowns. And oh, by the way, he's also gotten 100 yards each week, uh, which gives him that three-point bonus on DK. Um, if he gets much above 10%, I'll be fading. Um, I've gotten somewhere around 5% um, entering Friday morning. The, the tight ends I'm looking at are Rob Gronkowski, 6,200, a bit cheaper. Um, some questions at the running back position there. We already talked about that. Um, I like Gronk in in, um, in cash games. We'll see how popular he gets for tournaments, and depending on how popular he gets, we'll, we'll really drive whether or not I think he's a great GPP player or not. Um, and then we saw, um, it was very, I think it was a week ago tonight, that game actually played out where uh, Donald Parnham, um, you know, it was a really kind of scary uh, play. Um, he's out. And uh, Jared Cook, I like, against Houston, 3,500. Um, he played well last week in Parnham's absence. We know Donald Parnham won't be back this week. Um, he's the guy that if you're spending down, I think he's a decent cash game play. As far as tournaments go, uh, <laughs> who's the guy I always talk about, Devin? James O'Shaughnessy. No, not him. No, oh. not him. Uh, Cole Komet? You said, yep, he's one of them. And then you said this other guy last week, and I, I was surprised because I didn't think I talked about him that much. Fabian Moreau? No, CJ Usama. Oh, yeah. yeah. I said throwback. You don't talk about him anymore, but yeah, yeah. I did yeah. I did mention that. So in, in terms of tournaments, uh, Cole Komet and CJ are the two guys I'm looking at, both in that 3K uh, uh, you know, threshold. I think both are actually very good plays when I see the early ownership percentages. Yeah, no Dallas the- Goddard at fifty one hundred. Did I miss his name somewhere? You did not miss his name, and I, it really for me, he's he's right right now. He's in that Thursday night threshold where I don't know where I'm going to land on him because it it really depends on how popular he gets going into the weekend. Where does Rotor Grinders have him in terms of ownership? Uh, he's 16. Kelsey is 15 right now. That's in the assumption yeah. he plays, of course. And then, uh, Andrews at about 10. If Kelsey would come out, then I think Andrews would go, Andrews and Godert would, would definitely go up and, and Gronk at 
I'm I'm a fan of Godert at 10%. I'm fading him at 15%. Uh, it's not that much difference. Uh, yeah. That's that's the way it goes. Okay. Okay. No O'Shaughnessy this week. I mean, you're 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 just you're gonna jump off that train when you're when you're ready I'm, to jump I'm, on the Jags. I'm likely getting off that train this week. Uh, I think that there are better receivers on that Jags offense. Charity has twenty percent of Treadwell, so he can't have too much for Jags true. exposure. Um, <laughs> you know, this will be the week that Kyle Pitts goes off, and it's the week Phil is not on the show. It's so true. you know, it's it's, it's definitely gonna happen. And it is against Detroit, so who knows? It might. Um, all right, team defense, before we wrap up the show this week, uh, what's popping for you there, Devin? Uh, Atlanta Falcons against whoever is starting for the Detroit Lions down at $2,600, I think, is probably going to be the most popular cash game play this week. Um, the other other defenses you could look at, Maybe the Jags at 2,700. I know they looked really bad last week against Houston, but Zach Wilson has a has a tendency to turn the ball over quite a bit. And the Jags defense, if you look at it across the entire year, haven't been that bad. So um, those are the two that I'm looking at. I don't know that there's a defense that I'm like clamoring to spend up for. Maybe if Sam Darnold gets the start, you could make the case for the Bucks, but I don't I don't even think that's I think they're too expensive for their pass defense struggling. So I'm I'm paying down this week, and with no Joey Bosa, I'm not going to the Chargers against Houston either. So, um, I wouldn't hate the Seahawks against Justin Fields. Little turnover action there, tough place to play on the road. Three K. I know Seattle's been terrible, and they might be packing it in, but I just know Justin Fields is a turnover waiting to happen. So uh, whether it's a fumble or an INT, uh, I think Seattle's an interesting interesting choice. Uh, John, what you got? Uh, I like the other defense in that game, uh, the Bears. Uh, in terms of what I'm seeing is they're second most likely uh, on the entire board to reach GPP value, and they're going to be nowhere near um, as popular as some of the other defenses. And as you pointed out, Dan, are they mailing it in? They very well could be. Um, a lot of questions with that offense. In Seattle, I like uh, I like Chicago at 2,500. Um, the other defense that I've written down um, and actually tops on my board, believe it or not. And this goes against some other things. So I hope people understand that I build a portfolio of teams rather than one or two GPPs, but the, uh, the new England Patriots come out pretty high for me at 2,900 against Buffalo. Um, they're, they're uh, you know, the likelihood to achieve GPP value versus their relative popularity is, is quite high. There's a pretty big differential there. So I'll be overweight on the Patriots this week, despite how much I actually like that game for uh, GPPs. All right. Uh, I think that covers most of the slate here, guys. Um, certainly appreciate all of you guys uh, joining us here on the uh, Power Grid. You can uh, always find us over at footballguysandrotogrinders.com. Great tools for you if you are... Mass multi-entering, if you're playing some NBA Christmas Day slates, we got stuff for you there in the NBA. And, of course, uh, make sure you're checking out that Football Guys uh, Twitter feed. And Dr. Gene, he's give you updates on any injury news that's going to be happening. So uh, I'll tell you what, some of the very best in the business. You can find them both at Football Guys and RotoGrinders.com. Uh, Want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. This will be our last show 
before the Christmas holiday. I'll be gone next week. We'll return in two weeks after that. Um, Devin, John, uh, thank you guys so much. I am Dan, and good luck this week, and we'll talk to you next Thursday.